0: Hey listeners, I just wanted to preface this episode with a little disclaimer. Um, I really hope I get an opportunity to do a part two with the guest on this episode. Um, We had to cut this one short because of a phone call that he received. Um, To my knowledge, it's nothing serious, but um, this episode really got away from me. It's nearly an hour long, and we didn't touch on half of the things that that I wanted to discuss and cover. Not that what we touched on wasn't great. And that's why you're getting this this episode as it is, because I think there's a lot of good information and content in here. Um, but, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on it. I'll let you listen to what we got, and hopefully I can get the guests back on here for part two, round two, what have you. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to the What For podcast, a community of like-minded individuals sharing stories of strength, weakness, and all aspects of real life through firsthand accounts of struggles, challenges, and adversity. If you're ready to be inspired and have an open mind, then let's get started. The What For podcast starts now.
0: Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow till I finally prove it. Never listen to the nose, I just wanna keep moving. Keep my head up when I act. Head up, that's a fact. Never looking back, I'ma keep myself on track. Keep What's going on, listeners? I think one thing we all have in common is at some point, we've all experienced that ever so loving punch in the face that life likes to throw at us. When life comes swinging, it never misses, but I think Rocky said it best. You, me, nobody is going to hit as hard as life, but it's not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Today's guest knows what I'm talking about more so than most. With an amateur record of 2-0 in MMA and a 1-1 in Muay Thai, allow me to introduce Jesse Diaz. How's it going, Jesse?
2: How's it going? What's up James? Thank you for having me on.
0: Not a problem, man. I'm glad you can make it. Um I know that well, I guess I really don't know. All my experience in the martial arts comes from watching it on television. So how I just I just got to know how COVID's really kind of dealt with that cuz I can't imagine it's been easy or even technically possible.
2: Yeah, um so, if there's any training at all, it's uh, it's kind of underground. The people that you talk to, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, really underground, and and you try to to be honest, a lot of people are just hiding it, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah. and when it comes to martial arts, there it's not like it's not like basketball or the NFL or NBA where there's these big organizations where they're able to set up bubbles and and for the whole season, right? Um, right. UFC they have a bubble for about I think a week, and other than that, you're training at your gym. But technically, all the gyms are supposed to be closed, so it's it's all underground. I it's mm-hmm. there are fights going on, that's professional fighting. But my level, which is amateur, there's nothing going on whatsoever and it's it's the amateur sports in general have just taken a hit but we're still training we're still going and and look hopefully i have a fight in march i believe and oh, that's cool yeah so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers on that one
0: yeah yeah it's definitely been i think it it's one of those things where i Nobody really, like we see it on the news, right? Like it's affecting everybody in some way, but I think until you actually go out and talk to people, I don't think anybody really realizes how much it actually affects people to, you know, to the extent, like, you know, we can make assumptions, but, you know, like, like you said, with the whole, with the whole bubble thing, like, I don't, I don't live in the world of fighting, so... To me, it's just like, oh yeah, I turn it on TV and I see it. That's cool, <laughs> but like, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know, you know, all this other stuff. So it's yeah, it's it's saddening and refreshing to hear that at the same time because it sucks that everybody's going through it, but at the same time, everybody's going through it. So you yeah. know, we all got that 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 thing in common.
2: You know, it's, it's <clears throat> crazy because it. it- because of that, because we're all going through it, you start to see that, that everybody's the same, right? I, I used to glorify these UFC fighters and these, these professional athletes. But then when you see that, that we're all going through this together, it kind of – I don't want to say it's motivating, but it, it, it's, it's kind of cool to see that, that we're all just people. You know, we're all just people going yeah. through the same thing. And I just talked to a uh, 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 Alexis Davis. She's uh, going to be fighting February 27th on the UFC, and she uh, she she's dealing with everything that I uh, like. I'm dealing with. I'm a parent. She's a parent, and she has mm-hmm. to figure out like how she's going to feed her family. And yeah. through this pandemic, there hasn't been there hasn't been fighting, and it's hard. Even if you get a a professional fight. What say you're gonna get a professional fight in three months? It's 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 a hard thing to do, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it. As weird as it sounds, it's it. At some level, it, it's almost like these. It's almost like these gig jobs, you know, like uh, Uber and and stuff like that. Like when there's work, there's work, but you don't know when there's going to be work. Yeah. You and that's so,
2: that's why social media and not social media, but. And fighting, they, they don't really tell you on how to promote yourself. They don't tell you on how to get your name out there. And if you have a big name right now and you keep on fighting, you're, you're... Yeah, social media is the game. Like, you, if you listen to Dana White and you hear the UFC after the post shows, they always talk about how, oh, we're breaking numbers in social media. We're breaking numbers in this video on Instagram. And it's not mm-hmm. about views or pay-per-views anymore. It's all about... Social media, like Logan Paul, yeah. the Paul <laughs> brothers, <laughs> you know, so.
0: yeah, yeah. It's crazy how that, how social media has is turned. I mean, it's always been a concern for anybody that wants to promote something, whether it's a business or for personal gain or whatever. But this year, especially, it is it has been the the end all be all of. Like this is where you need to put your effort and your time and your presence in because, right? It's the only place people are going right now. So yeah, it's it's interesting. I've never been one for social media. I used it a lot for family and friends and stuff like that. But um, a lot of drinking from a uh, from a fire hose right now. Just trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, and that's it's crazy.
2: Every The people put too much, people put too much, uh, they, they, they watch too much, right? Social media is just, it's, it's addicting. And Uh I I tell my whole entire family, I tell them, stop watching, stop watching, start creating. And you could just fall into this hole and, and just nothing on social media is real. I hope people know that it's, it's not real. (laughs) And the podcasting game, like podcasting's not social media. Podcasting is is really truthful. It's people talking to people and there's no hidden agenda. We're just regular people talking. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about it. I found I found it during the pandemic. I found podcasting during the pandemic starting my show and it's 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 so real. You you start to, after you start talking to all these people, you start to realize that that Instagram and Facebook, it's all fake. It's it's all fake. If they yeah,
0: it's yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they started off with the best intentions, you know, connecting friends and family and whatnot. But ever since it became this platform for marketing purposes, it's not social media anymore. It's marketing media. <laughs> yeah. it, it, but it really is though, because you, I mean, everything on it has to be taken with a grain of salt. Yeah, and you know, for those of us that have been around since. You know, MySpace and and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of people growing up right now that, you know, turn on, turn to Facebook, turn to YouTube, turn to Instagram or whatever. And they think that that's a snapshot of the real world. Yes. And it's, it's crazy. And, you know, and I'm, I started my podcast for the same reason you started your podcast. It's, it's a it's a truthful voice. I, I agree. Like you said earlier with, with COVID and it affecting everybody. And we're all the same. That's, that's the main reason that I do this too, is I, I want to get real people, um, on, on my show and I want to have real conversations. I don't, I, I do little to no prep work beforehand because I feel like that is an attempt to control a narrative. Yeah, if you know if i if I try to if I try to steer the conversation too much, then I'm trying to control what you say, and you know, and vice versa, you know. So I feel like in order to for it to be real, it just has to be organic, and it just has to happen.
2: Yeah, one hundred percent, and it's that's what I think before. Before I started, my, my podcast is about inspiration, right? It's called The Hassle of Hair. The Hassle mm-hmm. of Hair. And it, it, it's about inspiration. I, I quit my job when I was 28 to go after fighting. Not professional fighting. Not just to go train and be a martial artist and get in the ring. And mm-hmm. that's what I did. I was fat. I was overweight. Um, and I decided, you know what? I'm done with, with just working a nine to five and, and commuting all day and like when i first started going into to fighting i i held these fighters these professional fighters like on a pedestal i thought they were mm-hmm. so like they were untouchable because of social media right they uh-huh. they, they it there was like man they got like a million followers i can't i can never know them or be like them and right. and that's that's what social media does it, it kind of just it, it it's it's not real, and I'm realizing as I go on and fighting, and and then the the whole pandemic it kind of like pulled the curtain away from social media. You start to see who who actually has a good life and who really doesn't. Because if you don't have a good life and you're living in a bedroom and you just po- you you've been posting a bunch of traveling pics and and the pandemic <laughs> hits and you there's nothing you could post because you can't go anywhere.
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, suddenly your content dies. <laughs> yeah,
2: so it's just—it's such a yeah. crazy thing. It, I think I think social media is just—it's ruining ruining people, right? It like the whole the whole um, going into Capitol Hill.
0: We, oh.
2: yeah, we that one social media caused that. You know, like that—the <laughs> only way it was planned was through social media, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't care what you. If what what side you're on or whatever, if there's sides. Social media created sides, by the way. And and I don't care what you believe. It's just get off your phone and realize we won't really know what's going on until years, three years, four years later after a book is written about this. After research is is put into uh, everything that's happening. We don't really know what's going on. We barely know what's going on uh, 10 we really barely really know the truth of what happened 20 years ago. Right.
0: Yeah. So,
2: I, I don't know. Does that sound crazy? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I, it, it's taken me a little while to kind of step back away from social media a little bit. Like, don't get me wrong. I still get on it. I still poke the bear every once in a while because I'm a human and yeah. that's just, eh, it is what it is. But at the same time, I try really hard not to weigh in on current events until they're no longer current events because there I'm not going, my opinion isn't going to help the situation. A, I wasn't there. B, I'm reading everything third, fourth, fifth hand. You know, as you said earlier, we already know that you have to take everything on social media with a grain of salt, even from the news, you know, regardless of whether you believe New stations are truthful or not. I mean, they have a business to run too. So you have to take that into consideration. And yeah, like you said, I don't, I, the, the only thing that I really cared away on in that instance is the issue of them breaking into a federal building, anything, yeah. <laughs> anything before and after that. It, I'm not going to weigh in on because there's, there's too many variables. There's too many factors for face value. A group of people stormed and broke into a federal building and a discussion. You can dispute every other fact. I don't care, but let's focus on resolving that issue. As far as I'm concerned, because I've seen the videos, I mean, there's videos of, of them climbing over walls, there's videos of police letting them through barricades, but none of them are time-stamped, and it would take you, like you said, months and years to get to any real truth in that. Right. And- so, I, it's, it's not worth my time. I got way more important things to do than be some fact-checker, essentially, on there. 100%.
2: And But at the same time, I I because I I I came downstairs in the morning and my family was just talking about just stuff on social media, news. I go, that that's not news. That's just clips. You know, like it's not news. Like (laughs) and it's and that's what sucks is that people don't have the time to do stuff like that. To to really or even read books or listen to books. And and it luckily I, I did work for FedEx. So I had 10 hours of my day just to listen to podcasts and books. And, and it, it it really, I grew up in Eastside San Jose and Eastside San Jose is not the best area. They don't, Mm -hmm. they don't have a lot of people telling you like to go get educated or, and, or go after your dreams. But because of books and because of podcasting, I really learned that a life a fruitful life is not, it's not to work a nine to five and, and. Commute all, uh, five days a week and be tired as hell on a Sunday and and then do it all over again. You know?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have the the opposite situation in in my upbringing. Is I grew up in I grew up in a town of seven hundred people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I grew up in I grew up in a town that did not have a grocery store. Man. it did not have a hairdresser it had more bars than it had churches it i it had it had a i don't want to say it, it um it had a conservation club in town in town where you could just go out the back building and shoot trap and clay pigeons in town yeah like that's how small it was. My graduating class was like thirty-two people. Holy crap! Man. Right? Like we wouldn't even fill a city bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And 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 but, you know, that means I'm not that well versed in the world. You know, I yeah. I don't have a lot of experience with people in general outside of my town. You know, and so like you said, if it wasn't for books or podcasts or stuff like that, like I, I didn't get my first real taste of living in the world until I met my wife at like 28 years old and moved to a town of 26,000 people. And that's still nothing. Yeah. You know, but that was, that was the first time I lived in a town that didn't shut down at 5 p.m.
2: Do you, I think anything over 50,000 is a, is a, is a city.
0: Right. Damn. And yeah, no, I'm, I'm used to waking up and going to work and then on my way home from work, having to stop and get groceries because I can't do that in town, stop and get gas. Cause I can't do that in town. And, you know, I'm used to trying to get all of my errands done before 5 p.m. because that's when all the lights in town go off, except for the streetlights, you know? It is it is what it is, and the world doesn't work like that, but, you know, coming into the real world and, and realizing, you know, like I, I know there's businesses that run 24-7 and yada, 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 but I didn't see one until I was <laughs> 23, right?
2: Yeah.
0: So it's, you know, a lot of that is... Yeah, like my my dose of the world was through the internet, in in some way, shape, or form, books or podcasts or, you know,
2: and it's Man, crazy I, because now that like I we well we both have podcasts. Not only were we learning learning from from those books and stuff, now we're actually doing it and we're we're connecting with people we've never met in our whole entire life. Yes, I, I, I just interviewed. Uh, before Alexis Davis, I interviewed Chris Lieben. He's a, a UFC legend. Uh. I never thought I was gonna interview the Crippler. Like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right. But that's my world. My world is fighting, and the, uh-huh. I have connections through fighting. My uh, like, if it's really cool just to to finally see that that people are just people. Right, they're they're all going yep. through the same thing. There's nothing yep. there's nothing different from um, the 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 most successful person in your city than the most the most uh, unsuccessful person in your city. They're they're both the same type of person. They're both they both bleed right, red blood, right. and yep. just one worked harder than the other. I mean, that's the key to success is just to never give up and work hard. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I would, I, at, at the face value, I would agree with that. I think, I think hard work is, is absolutely a factor in getting somewhere in life. But I, I do think there's that chance of, I don't want to say chance. Well, yeah, no, it is chance. It all comes down to opportunity. Yeah. Right. And, and I do think there is a, there is some degree of how well you were set up prior to that. And, and the only reason I say that is I, I know people that have worked hard their entire life and they don't have much to show for it. That doesn't mean that they, that they weren't successful. It doesn't mean that they don't, you know, it, it just means that they don't live in a big house. They don't have a really nice car and stuff like that. But in, in reality, I guess it, maybe that's not success for them. Yeah. You know, like I don't, what is the reality is, is I'm, I'm probably not going to own a house in my lifetime. Yeah. It's, it, but to some level, I'm okay with that. You know, it's not, I don't need to own that house to be successful. That doesn't mean I shouldn't work hard. It just means that I need to ad- adjust my priorities to be successful without a house.
2: What What's successful though? Like, so, is the person with a huge, big, giant mansion and a bunch of money is that success? Or what about the person that that has ten kids and is living in a three bedroom house, but they're happy as hell? You know? <laughs> barely. I making mean,
0: it. right? It, it, but it, it, that's the truth, though. Is I can't tell. I can't tell you what successful is, just like you can't tell me what successful is. Yeah. And I think. I think too many people right now are are fighting each other of, are fighting each other over their own ideas of success. Like if if you don't go to school and get a four year degree and pull in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and have a five bedroom house and a wife and three kids, then you're not being successful. I'm like, yeah. Well, what if he? What if that person doesn't? What if that's not their idea of success? Yeah. And, and so,
2: yes. oh, go ahead, sorry.
0: No, no, That I mean, that, that's that's what it is, though. I mean, if somebody's idea of success is they want to work 60 hours a week and they're able to find love and they're able to support a family and everybody is happy in that situation, who am I to tell him he's not successful?
2: Yeah, 100%. Like me, I'm I, I started the podcast thinking that that it was OK to say, yeah, the, uh, people need to quit their jobs just like me and and do what I'm doing. But it's 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 not right. Right. It's it's just my crazy mind and the way I think. But yeah. I'm happy that way. Not everybody's going to be happy with with quitting their job and going after yep. their dreams right now. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not rich. I We, we do have we, me and my wife do own a house. But we, we both. I I quit my job, and I'm working at the gym. I'm working as, as a a coach, and I was working there and and having personals and making money that way, right? Right. And my wife, she quit her job. We both worked at FedEx, making roughly one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year together, right? And we we were unhappy. We quit our jobs and we're barely made we're we're paying the bills just paying the bills and feeding ourselves there's no extra stuff we're not going on vacation obviously because the pandemic but we don't have we don't have good clothes we don't have good shoes there's a lot of stuff we couldn't do we can't do now that we were able to do with hundred twenty thousand dollars in our pocket a month i mean a year i mean a year and but we're the most we've ever been happy we've we've never been happier and we were just right. talking about it today. We are struggling, but we're happy. And yep. and I think in the beginning of, of the my me starting the show, I used to say everybody needs to do that. No, I'm learning that I was an idiot. That not everybody's going to want to do that, and everybody has their different view on success.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the biggest the biggest thing for me when I go and people that i try to fill my podcast with for guests it's i always tell people that my my podcast it's it's for everyday people and a few people have asked me well what does everyday mean you know and and i've had to redefine it a few times since i've started because at first i was like well i'm not going to talk to anybody that makes x amount of dollars in a year because I don't think that's an everyday person. And then I had a guest on that. I would assume broke that number I had in my head as far as yearly income. And I was like, okay, obviously that's not true. I have to readjust that. And then I appeared as a guest on, on another gentleman's show and he asked me that same question and, and it, I I I step back because I was like, I, I need an answer for this. And basically what I come up with is an everyday person to me is somebody that knows the value of a gallon of milk. Yeah. Because to me, that still puts you in the real world. I don't care if you make $300,000 a year, $300,000 a month, or you're on food stamps. If yeah. you have value and stake in the world, and you can, and you know how much a gallon of gas is that tells me you go to the store, you put gas in your car. If you can tell me what a gallon of milk is, that tells me you go to the store and you buy that gallon of milk, you're not pushing yourself away from society because you've gotten to a point where you're able to do that. Because when somebody is able to remove themselves from society, their opinions and all of that is going to change. It's not going to be based in reality. It's going to be based in their world. Yeah, and, and yeah, go ahead. No, I.
2: I think that's what my goal used to be was to go. I, for some reason, I wanted to have everything right. I wanted to have the big house. I wanted to yep. be rich and be able to buy whatever I wanted. And. I quickly learned that that that's not what I want. Like my goals and my my what I wanted for my family quickly changed, especially during the pandemic. I just I just want food on the table, good food, by the way. I don't want I I I don't want like mac- microwave food. I want good good food. You know. Yep. We just we just bought a, a quarter cow, so we'll, we'll be set for about yes. four to six months, or no, four months. months and and that's what I mean I just want food on the table I want to be able to have the lights on and be able to take a shower and 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 clean water and Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it a roof over a head I mean we don't need that much and be able to go after my dreams right to be able to have fun if I'm not having fun then something's wrong
0: yeah and I think and I think a lot of that comes from um I'm not sure exactly how old you are Um, but I know when I was in high school, you know, we had that agenda pushed down our throat that you have to go to school. You have to get a four-year degree. You have to go, you have to do all of these things to be successful. Yeah. And the same people that are teaching you math and, and life skills and English and all that are telling you that this is what you need to do to be successful. And then you get out in the world and you're like yeah, no, tried that. Uh, (laughs) It kind of sucked a lot, you know? And yeah, I I think that's the biggest thing an individual can realize is when they realize what makes them happy and not what someone told them should make them happy.
2: Now think about those teachers. How many happy teachers do you remember? There is more unhappy teachers than happy teachers that I I could remember.
0: Yeah, it it's weird. I only have a few teachers that really stick out in my mind. And that that says something because I, again, I, my high school was, you know, graduating oh. class 32 people. So yeah. but even in that small group of teachers, I there's less than one hand of them I feel like were happy and content in their job.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and, and maybe it's just me and, and maybe you can confirm this, but I feel like every single one of them that was happy was weird. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: I, I had, I had a, I had a, in middle school, I had a history teacher and he, when holidays came around, like, uh, winter break and stuff like that he would sit us down and we would watch the entire like eight disc set or they were vhs tapes at the time the the vhs tapes of like the band of brothers yeah. in middle school because it, it's actually a fairly accurate telling of historical events but he was one of those people where He'd tell you, like, I don't I don't care what you use, you know, because a lot of teachers are like, well, if you take a test, it has to be in blue and black ink. And he's like, write it in ferret blood. I don't care. The answer is still the same. <laughs> you right. know, like, he just, you know, he just put this education was different for him. Right. It wasn't it wasn't through the norm. I had a, a Shakespeare teacher that was kind of the same way. He had his own way of doing things. And I had a calculus teacher that this guy was. Old, he had his I believe he had his master's in mathematics, but he hand wrote on blank paper every single assignment. Yeah. It wasn't done from the book. Like, I don't That's I never had another teacher that did that. You know, it's one of those things he was just and he started every day with a joke, which was just and they were all like weird jokes that. Probably nowadays, you'd probably get in trouble for saying in school. But, like, one of them was, like, what do you call a vegetarian with diarrhea? A salad shooter.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like we're, we're 15, 16 years old. And, yeah. and, you know, it was funny then, and it's funny now. But, like, I, I don't know if a teacher would have a job nowadays if he said something like that in school.
2: Yeah.
0: It, but, yeah, every single one of them that I remember was just some level of weird above the rest
2: and one of the teachers that i remember the most was weird and she shout out to miss weckeser but she told me she sat me down one time she 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 told me to stay after class and she sat me down she goes she goes jesse you know not everybody has to to go get an education in college right there's i have a friend that is just happy living on the beach and just surfing every day like and I, at first, I thought she was telling me I'm dumb, <laughs> right? You know, right? I, as I'm in my, th- I'm I'm 30 years old, and and I, like now being older, I'm realizing, oh, she was just telling me I'm different. I'm not meant for school, and that's what's happening because I've learned how to fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I've I've learned that not not many people can do that, right? I've been in the ring. Yeah. It takes some sort of intelligence, and. I grew. I'm starting this podcast from nothing. I didn't know audio. I didn't know uh, how to do video. I didn't know how to edit anything. I didn't know how to put it on yep. uh, on anything. And it's just, I didn't know how to do artwork for the thumbnails. It's just, I'm learning this all on my own. If you see any of my yep. my social medias or any of my 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 podcasts, this is all me. No one's helping me.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Same here. I actually I bought my setup from a buddy I met at work like five, six years ago, he started up a podcast and he ended up having to put it down. So he was looking to get rid of his setup. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, I'd done two episodes at the time with just my, my headset on. And he's like, I'll give you this for a reasonable price. And I'm like, all right, well, I, I guess I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's time to, it's time to sink or swim. I'm going to jump in and I'm just going to figure it out. You know, let's turn the fire hose on. Let's, let's see what happens. We're just going to ride it till the wheels fall off. But that's, I, I think I'm a little bit like you in that sense in that most of the things that I, I do and get happiness out of most of the time, I don't know much about when I, I make the decision to hop into it. Like, it's just like, okay, this sounds like fun. I'm getting enjoyment out of it. I'm going all in. I'm going to figure it out as I go, I'm going to, you know, okay, this is how I make artwork. I'll and, figure it out. This I, is how, this is how I edit audio. Okay. I need to figure out all these audio terms now, like, okay, noise gate and reverberation and noise reduction and background and making sure my cables are grounded and just all these other. Okay. So it's going to be like just hours and hours of just cruising the internet and reading things that I didn't even know existed three months ago. <laughs>
2: I interviewed a, a, uh, a well. It's my she's a children development. She uh-huh. she mastered in, in education, and she she's told me I'm a kinetic learner. Kinetic learner, you learn by being hands on, and you learn by failure. Yep. Right? Yeah. You,
0: you, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I learn by how many times can I break it before I do it correctly?
2: <laughs> yeah. That
0: it it's it's a sad. It's a sad, costly truth, but it is, I am, I am very much a, a, like I, for example, I got to find time to go work on my car cause the heat went out and it's winter. And so I've just been watching YouTube videos and one of these days I'm going to go out there and try to replace a the thermostat in my car and yeah. we'll see what happens. But it wouldn't be the first time I've gone out there, worked on my car and had to go knock on my neighbor's door and be like, Hey, um, so this had threads on it, and now they're gone. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's just the way it is. I'm, t- you know, call it a flaw or call it a character characteristic of me. That's yeah, that's just the way it is.
2: But I think it goes with everything, and that I I really want to spotlight that, right? I really want to spotlight that failure is okay. You have to fail to be able to grow, right? Uh-huh. It's just it's kind of like that that you see those kids. I, I have a buddy that has a, a son. He wasn't – his daughters were smart, very intelligent when they were mm-hmm. young, when they were two years old. They were talking by six months or a month – I mean a year. And right. they were doing stuff that his son wasn't able to do. His son was would look at the fire on the, the, the barbecue pit and just touch it. And it's like, it's like he would touch it and then you're like, Oh shit, yep. this burns. Sorry for yep. cutting But, uh, but yeah, it, no, that's fine. It, it burns. And then yep. he learned, okay, I can't touch it. That's how my brain works. Like if I'm going to touch the fire, if it hurts, I'm going to stop touching it. Like it's just, that's how, I think a lot of men are like that too, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I don't remember this, but my mother's told me, um, right around the same time I learned how to walk, I climbed out of my crib. I walked three rooms away and I put my hand on the stove burner because it was on and bright red. Yeah. But it's like, it's just why, why would you know, I was, I was old enough to walk. I was, you know, I knew hot things. Yeah. She's like, it, it made no sense. Cause we would tell you things are hot. You had no inclination to touch anything. Like you weren't the type of kid to go put forks and, outlets and stuff like that. But just one day you decided you were going to go put your hand on the stove. And I was just, Hey, I sure that explains a lot in my life actually. (laughs) (laughs) Cause you know, usually the first thought that pops into my head before I go and do something I'm going to regret is, Hey, I wonder. And then off we go. We learn a lesson.
2: (laughs) And it's funny because my sister, she, she, uh, she got her bachelor's in accounting and I don't, I don't understand how she was able to do that. I can't, I can never learn something that doesn't entertain me or it give me excitement. Right. Like mm-hmm. it, it's just, that's how I work. It's if it's not making my heart race, then I'm not going to bother. Right. It, it, right. Yep. And, and when I get ready for, to interview somebody, I don't care if, if they're an unknown person or a known person, like, when I'm about to jump on and, and get interviewed by you, I get nervous. Like I'm, it's fun, right? Cause you're, open yes. Up. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, it it hasn't gone away yet. And I hope it never does. But the, the 15 minutes leading up to pushing that record button is it. I hate roller coasters. I've never been, I've been on one once when I was young, I thought they sucked but to me, those 15 minutes are like riding a roller coaster. I, I, you just get amped up. The heart rate starts going. Your body temperature rises. It's just adrenaline and nerves. And I can't explain why it happens. I hope it doesn't stop because it's just a thrill.
2: It, it is. And I'm learning quickly that every podcaster... I mean, every podcaster that I talk to, it's fun to talk to them. It more, more so than... Than people I've looked up to, Mm -hmm. because or or heroes of mine, because you and and other podcasts I've been on, they all they all think we all think the same, right? We we're all different, but there's something something there. It's just we're able to have conversations and talk, and and it's just. I think being a podcaster is, is a thing and it sounds cringy, I think, especially because it, it's hard to make money in this industry, but yeah. it's, it's, it's just fun. It's fun talking to people like you.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that, and for the most part this holds true to a lot of the people that I listen to in terms of podcasting and most of the guests that I've had on or spoken to their podcasters, a lot of us are able to put, we're able to still have our opinions and put our differences aside and have just a, a normal conversation that you don't see a lot of people have these days. Because even on the internet, as soon as that, as soon as you and me started talking about the storming of that Capitol building, that conversation on the internet would have just become a it would have become a shit show. <laughs> It would have. Yeah, somebody would have said something, and then it would have been a he said, she said, and there would have been name calling and just ridiculous things being said. But and that's
2: not even on the internet anymore.
0: That's out no, it, yeah. in In the last two or three years, that has left the internet and it's just become general population. Yeah, it's it's insane to me. I even see it happening in my workplace. There's there's a few people in my workplace that wear because everybody's required to wear a mask. So they all wear masks that say, you know, Trump 2020 and Pence 2024 on it. Yeah. And
2: people you can't
0: even ask them about that mask (laughs) without it turning into a political debate. Yeah. And I just, you know, there's a lot of people in there that just wear masks or they wear gators and it has no font on it at all. And then you have these people that are like, well, I'm going to wear something that's controversial to work.
2: Yeah.
0: It's like, okay, well, I'm, I just, I'm just curious, you know, why did you wear that? You know, I'm, I'm not looking to pick a fight. I'm just looking, you know, what was the thought process that went into that? Cause I'm curious as a human being, you know, that'd be like, if I, if I wore a, you know, a, a blue lives matter shirt to work, you know, that's, you're wearing that, you're wearing that shirt to elicit a response. I'm not interested in having the discussion about the shirt you're wearing. I'm wondering why you chose to wear that in this situation. But nobody, nobody's willing to have those conversations. Like I, I even got a few family members that I can't, I can't talk even just facts with them about (laughs) the situation because it just boils over like I've had I've had people tell me they need to stop talking to me or we're gonna get in a fist fight I'm like for what, what? Yeah. like we're just talking man we're having words I don't where did this escalation come from you know well, those are I don't the
2: people that you want out, those are the people I want out of my life if you're if you're around people that are right 24/7 yeah it, it those are bad people because they're not they're not growing they're, they're mm-hmm. not like I grew up with a father that that was always right. Always right. It, it, to this day, he's he's unhappy and in and out of marriages and none of his kids talk to him, but I'll talk to him and for some reason he still thinks that he's right. It's like, okay, there's something you're doing wrong, right? If you yep. like you're going through all this and you can't admit that you're doing something wrong, like it, that's that is the definition I'm i'm not trying to call my dad an idiot but that's the definition of, of someone that's dumb is not be able to correct what's wrong well, I,
0: not even not even correct it but not even admit that it's an issue right <laughs> like you know it's it's a lot of you know a lot of people you know make that joke like the first step to realizing you have a problem is admitting you have one and i know there's a lot of people out there that that won't admit they have a problem, but you know, I, you're right. I, I had somebody tell me somebody I had met for the first time I met them. I knew them for like two hours and we were having a conversation a lot like this one. You know, we were just talking about like life and people and just stuff in general and we were talking about he had an issue with somebody he's like well that's why i just treat my life like an island and i was like well that's a weird sentence to just say in general and he's like well i mean you think about it though i only keep people around me and in my life that are important enough to be with me on an island yeah and i was like well okay i i i don't you know at at, the, at that time i was uh, i was 23 and making stupid decisions and and stuff like that. But I was like, I don't get it. And then, you know, I got married and I I got a kid and the mother-in-law lives with us now. And I just don't, I don't have time for people that don't belong on my island anymore. Yeah. It's not worth it to me to, to spend time growing that relationship if it's not going to be reciprocated. And <laughs> it, that means being able to have a civil conversation about just things. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, it's not even, it's not even politics. It's, it's just, if, if we can't have a conversation, for example, it's kind of a, a weird topic for me, cause I'm still trying to educate myself on it. Gender identity. Mm-hmm okay, I'll be the first person to admit that I don't fully understand that at all. And I thought a perfect stance to have on that would be, it it doesn't affect me. I don't have an issue with it. I'm good. But as I got older, uh, I realized that that stance isn't adequate enough. Yeah. Because that stance... In that instance, I'm not picking a side, and that's an issue that a side needs to be picked for it to make change and grow, like civil rights. You're either for it or against it. The people that sit on the fence for civil rights aren't helping the situation, and I it dawned on me that I was sitting on the fence. So I'm in the process of educating myself on that. But But I don't think that that's a topic that should aggravate people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, does gender identity make sense to you? No. Okay. It doesn't make sense to me either. We're cool. Well, it could
2: could also change too. It doesn't have to be like you, once you, the most important thing that you said through, through that whole entire thing was that you want to educate yourself on it. Right. That's the, that's the, the number one, that's the number one thing is that Educate yourself. Don't just read a meme and go on social media and just—that's how you learn. That's not how you learn. That's, right. That's reacting to stuff. I tell I tell my daughter and my wife all the time. That's just reacting to stuff. You're just watching, and all of a sudden, it's just as easy just to put your thumb on your phone and and
0: share something, and now you're uh-huh.
2: educated. No, that's just reacting to stuff. It's and you're.
0: It's not learning. It, yeah, that's was, just putting fuel on whatever fire that that memes a part of. Yeah. That's all it's doing. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, you know, like you said earlier, it's the, it's the people that take absolute stances without being able to even have a conversation around it. Like I'm fine if you want to take an absolute stance on whatever position that -hmm. doesn't bother me, but I feel like if somebody's going to be able to take an absolute stance on something, they should be able to have a civil conversation about it. Because if you can't have a civil conversation about it, that tells me that you're, you're defending your position and not talking about your position. And that defense comes in when there's confusion and anger and, in my opinion, a lack of education. So that's why I, I, I try not to give advice or talk about things that I'm not educated in because it doesn't help the topic or situation at hand.
2: It's just so mind boggling. It's so mind boggling that people will sit there and have a a whole argument
0: that doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, it doesn't matter to anybody having the the argument either. It's just, it'd be like if me and you just, I don't know, argued about some issue that's happening in France. Why? It's,
2: if you have, okay, so back to the to gender identity, it it affects you, right? If you have a daughter or son that's going through that. Mm-hmm. Now, if someone came up to you and said, that's not right, of course, you're going to, whatever stance you're going to, you sit on, you're going to defend that stance because yep. that's your daughter or that's your kid, right? right. But if you're just hanging out and and all of a sudden that topic comes up and you guys are arguing about it. It doesn't make any sense to me it's like what is how does this affect your life like it's just it's it's such a it's such a weird thing and throughout 2020 people were just throwing up just nonsense everywhere i went and people stopped talking to me about politics and stuff because i don't bring it up i don't i i if you if you're going to argue with me without even me bringing it up then then i'm not going to talk to you about it right
0: yeah yeah, somebody just walks in the room and goes, "Hey, you, fuck your stance on politics." Like, <laughs> I'm just getting a cup of coffee, man. What the hell's going on? Like, no, we're having this argument. We're having it now. Like, I don't just leave me alone. I just, I just want to get through my day. And, and what? Not... Sorry, no. Go for it. Go for it.
2: What I mean by that is that people walk into a room and say, "Did you see that meme?" Or did you see that that video on on? on Instagram or Facebook, it's like, I'm not having this conversation right there. And then if you start the, the the conversation like that, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm just going to walk away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we had the same thing. I, I mean, going back to that whole capital storming situation, we had the same thing at work. We're, we're in the process of migrating our ERP system, which basically means the software that runs our entire business. We're switching from one to another. Yeah. And it basically means we can't do anything until the computer systems are back up in all the data center. And then the whole event at the Capitol happened. And suddenly there's people running around be like, oh, did you hear about this? You hear about that? And before I left work, people were already cracking jokes like, well, the reason the police took so long to get there is because they had to go home and change. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, you should. Ah, man, I just want to. This is work, man. I came here to work. Yeah. <laughs> if I wanted to talk to politics, I'd call up a family member I disagree with. I don't know.
2: <laughs> it's just, it, it, I was talking to, I was talking to a, a a guy that does report. He's a reporter, and he he he's an author, but a, a nonfiction author that 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 basically does research on things before he writes about it. And I'm yeah. talking to him, and it takes. It takes years. It takes years to write a three hundred page book. Yeah. To get the actual truth, and he has to have people's uh, quotes,
0: Like and sources, source and all that. Yeah. all that
2: stuff. And it's yep. It, it takes effort, but people don't want to put that effort in. It, it's no. just it's uh, that's what podcasting is. All you're doing is finding. So I'm from I'm from Los Banos,
0: California. Uh, where, what city do you live in? Uh, sorry, uh, I'm I'm from a small town in Wisconsin of about twelve hundred people.
2: Yeah, and you're from Wisconsin. We're two different people on the other sides of of United States, and we're learning about each other. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The, the people, the people don't do that with on on Instagram or Facebook or anything. Like no,
0: that. yeah, I, I yeah, I think I've had two conversations similar to this on social media where it was actually like a back and forth exchange. And we both came away learning something. It's, I've done infinitely more in the last two weeks with podcasting than I've ever done on social media. Yeah. It's crazy.
2: You know, what's cool is that I was talking to my wife this morning. I was telling her that, that it's just people, there's so many people that, that, that think one way. Right? There's so many people arguing on, on Facebook, on Instagram, and and me and you, we're kind of in the middle. We're in the middle. And it's hard to find those people that are in the middle of it all, right? Of just like, hey, let's take a step back. Let's not argue about it. And let's just see what this really is. And, right. and it's I start thinking about those those people from the past that were I don't want to say brilliant, but in the in the middle of like artists and, and creative people that didn't have a, a lane to put themselves in, right? They they right. they were just different, and that's a that's a lonely place place to be. I'm just happy that that I have podcasting where I'm able to talk to people like you and find people that are that are not arguing all the damn time, you know? <laughs> like right? It's just it's it's so cool. Yeah.
1: This has been the What For Podcast. Subscribe today to hear new episode releases and more inspirational stories on breaking down the walls of adversity and overcoming challenges. If you've ever been in a situation where you've come head to head with any obstacle, we'd want to hear from you. Visit the link in the show description to be a guest on the show and share your story with our own community of listeners. And if something in this episode stood out to you, we'd love it if you would share the show with someone close. Just tell them to search for What For Podcast or better yet, share the feed in a message right now. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again soon on the What For podcast.